0: Prior to a public speaking gig, you do not want to memorize whatever it is you're going to say, because the issue with memorizing is you're always thinking like, what's the next thing? And don't mess up the next thing. And I hope I get the next thing right. As opposed to just knowing a broad view, a general overview of your message and your mission to serve the audience and give them something to eat later.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Colors of Her Success podcast. This is a podcast built to give you the tips, tools, and resources you need to successfully navigate your seat at the table. I'm your host, Mia Williams, and the founder of the Colors of Her Success. Let's go ahead and get into this week's episode have a slight obsession with public speaking, guys. I really enjoy watching people speak, be it in an interview or giving a TED Talk. I genuinely enjoy learning how people can captivate an audience with their voice. And I realized recently that the reason I've always kind of had an interest in that is because I think it's something that I've lacked in. I don't think I'm a bad public speaker, but I think that I would like to have a voice that is a little bit more influential and a little bit more, how do I say? I don't don't know. I I just want to improve my voice as a speaker. And lately, I've started challenging myself to find different ways to sort of craft my voice. So I think the podcast is the first example, right? I'm coming on here and talking to you guys all the time. Um, at work, I'm taking on more meetings and saying yes to leading more meetings and giving more presentations. And as I've been on this journey to challenging myself, I've noticed that some of the areas I can improve in are filler words, uh, so that's the ums us likes is a tough one for me. And then the other where other area that I think I can improve in is talking off of the dome. Like, I am not one who can go off script but for, so, but for so long. I know people who can just have one bullet point and can speak on it for a really long time. And let me tell you, that is not me. That is not me. Other people I know say that they struggle with talking too much to the point where they feel like they're losing people. Some people may talk too fast. Some people may be nervous to speak at all. And some people may feel like they don't have much to say. All of these feelings are, ba- are valid and public speaking is something that we all have to sort of master as we kind of head on our journeys to success. So I wanted to bring an expert in to talk about how we can better uh, hone in on our voice and master our public speaking skills. So Adriana Hopkins is an award-winning journalist and media expert. I see her almost daily on ABC7 where she anchors the morning news, but outside of that, she's a journalism professor, host, and moderator. So she speaks for a living, and she's one of those people where when she speaks, you listen. And if you ask her, does she get nervous before she speaks to anyone, she'll confidently tell you no. She's someone who has successfully developed her voice and I wanted to get her tips on how we can not only develop and craft our own unique voice, but how we can improve our public speaking skills. You don't get nervous when it comes to public speaking. Was there ever a point in your career where you did get nervous or was this something that just always came naturally to you? I think it's a little bit of both. So
0: I, first of all, growing up in the black church, anyone who grew up in the black church knows that there's going to be times where you're going to be thrown into the pulpit to say whatever, do whatever, sing whatever song you're going to be speaking in Sunday school class. So I think part of it is I've just always been speaking. I can remember a lot of speaking in front of people, um, not even just people my age, but people my parents' age. Uh, So Doing it in that setting where people are supporting for you supporting you and rooting for you. Um, you know how black aunties are. Go on girl, take your time, this, that, and the other. So that kind of support early on helped with confidence. But again, it's the ten thousand hours of practice. Um Have I always been someone who can just speak and not be nervous? Probably not. I'm sure my first couple of live shots were a disaster, but the more you do it and the more you feel confident, the easier it just becomes. I think now when I do public speaking engagements and and things like this, or when I'm moderating events, I don't go into a situation thinking about me. I'm thinking about why are you the audience here? Why did you buy a ticket to come here? Why did you pay for this? Time is valuable and you paid X amount of money to spend time here. So what am I saying? What am I giving to you to serve you? So I don't even think about Like, oh, did I say that right? Or, oh, did I stumble? Or, oh, did I? I don't think about that. My main goal is you came here to learn something from me. So I'm going to make sure that everything I'm saying is something helpful and something that
1: empowers you because that's what you came here for. I Let me say I was nervous to do this interview because I still get nervous. I still get nervous. But as you said that, that perspective shift is so important because it's not about me. It's about serving the people who are listening and making sure they're getting everything out of it that they need to. Two things. And one thing is, I don't know why you would get
0: nervous because even the purpose of this podcast And what you're doing, the definition, the mission, what you told me is you're serving this generation of people, helping them find their voices, they're navigating their careers and really just life in general. So I wouldn't get nervous if I were you because you're doing a service. Now, the other thing is, are people going to judge you? Are people going to talk about, oh, she stumbled over this? She said this word. She didn't know whatever. She didn't ask this question. Of course. Now, this is where... There's a difference between confidence and ego. Mm. Confidence is, I know I'm good at what I do. Ego is, I can do this better than you. So whenever I think that someone is judging me, I just think there's a reason why I'm doing this. And you're not. And that gets me over that hump.
1: For me, I've started saying yes to more opportunities to speak. Uh, I've been saying yes to moderating panels. I've been pitching panels to moderate at work, leading meetings, and then, of course, doing this podcast. And I can say it's been a really good journey. And I can actually hear myself getting better as I do it. My biggest pain points right now, and I think that other people may struggle with this as well, is filler words like, Um, and then also speaking off script, it's not my thing. I need, I need some sort of something and I'm starting to learn, maybe do bullet points instead of a full blown out script, but talking off of the cuff, I find very difficult because I'm nervous that I may say the wrong thing or if I'm, what if what I'm saying isn't resonating?
0: So one, I always tell people prior to a public speaking gig, you do not want to memorize whatever it is you're going to say, because the issue with memorizing is you're always thinking like, what's the next thing and don't mess up the next thing. And I hope I get the next thing. Right. As opposed to just knowing a broad view, a general overview of your message and your mission to serve the audience and give them something to eat later, to empower them, to keep them thinking about this later. So you never want to memorize Uh, an entire speech. Um, It's also a very daunting task and it's not really genuine when it's something that's memorized in terms of speaking off the cuff. Ideally, if you have in your brain that message, that mission, and if you know that in and out, if you're an entrepreneur, you know, your brand, you know, your selling points, then you can speak off the cuff within those parameters. You see what I'm saying? So it's like once you know those in and out, and that's really all you should be married Mm -hmm. to is your message. Don't be married to a speech because things will change. But if you're married to your message, then you're never really speaking off the cuff. You might just be going down a tangent of within the message, but you're always going to come right back, if that makes Mm. sense. Because you know the message. Because you know the message and that is your ultimate goal, period.
1: Mm-hmm. there there are so many voices that carry influence, right? There's Michelle Obama. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, Oprah Winfrey. Mm -hmm. When they give advice, we follow it. Even in everyday life, we may meet people who just know how to influence a crowd. Is developing an influential voice a natural gift or can it be something that is developed with practice? I know we can develop public speaking skills, but the gift of influence.
0: So, okay, think about Michelle Obama and think about Oprah Winfrey and then think about the lives that they have lived. So we elevate them because we know that they have been through the trenches in different ways. We know what Oprah Winfrey has gone through uh, from being a young girl in Mississippi and having to navigate getting pregnant and sexual abuse and then racial discrimination at her job and unequal pay and creating her own studio and Then the talk show, I mean, the talk show, think about all of the people that she's talked to and the different perspectives that she has and how all of that together is really forming her voice. Mm -hmm. Think about Michelle Obama, I mean, and all of the things that she's been through, law school, you know, being the first lady, being a mother, having to go through IVF, having two kids, raising two kids in the White House, you know, facing racism, all of that, that Crafts her voice. We elevate them, and they're so influential for us because they've lived lives that we could only aspire to. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? That's why we put them on the pedestal. I don't necessarily think that you have to live a life that colorful to have an influential voice. Anything that you've gone through in your life, you have learned a lesson from. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm a mom, I've got a million lessons on that. I had to do IVF to become a mom, I have a million lessons on that. I had fibroids, which is why I had to do the IVF to become a mom, I have a million lessons on that. I have lived in Macon, Georgia, Raleigh, North Carolina, Louisville, Kentucky, New Orleans, Louisiana, Miami, Florida, Washington, DC. I've worked for many different news directors, many different stations, I have you know, millions of stories on that. Is my voice influential to the great masses? Maybe not, because I don't have the platform that Michelle Obama and Oprah Winfrey have. But you asked me on this podcast because you know my story is layered. You know I have something to offer the younger generation. And that's not necessarily an influential voice, it's not necessarily something that is learned, but it's something that you can use the lessons from to create that voice. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 you know, I, I think that if you live even a privileged life, I think that um, there's a difference between influence and platform, if that mm. means. You can live a very privileged life and have a huge platform and not have anything influential to say at all.
1: I, <laughs> I'm thinking of the people who have that, right? You know I, we we know, know who they are. Yeah, and cool. it's true. Right? Because yeah. you can have a platform and also yeah. have absolutely nothing to nothing say. Nothing to give. Nothing but to give. nothing at all. And – what I find the most in, the most beneficial about my own story and journey is just what I've learned along the way yes. and how I can sort of share that with other people and relate to other yes. people and connect with them in that way. There's so much power in our own experience if we're listening and paying attention to what we're going through.
0: Yes. And I think also it's important instead of saying influential necessarily, the word impactful goes a long way. Because influential kind of ties in that platform. And yes, we know Michelle Obama. We know Oprah Winfrey. But their voices aren't just influential. They are impactful Mm. to our lives. Um, I feel like Oprah is someone that, let's say she didn't have a talk show. Everything she's been through, every lesson that she's learned, she would have something impactful for us to learn from her.
1: Mm. Do you have any tips and advice for the people who are struggling to figure out how to be their authentic self and how to sort of navigate finding their own style? Yeah. So
0: I think the reason why it can be so difficult is because it's a little bit scary to be that vulnerable, right? Mm. Because you open up yourself for uh, judgment and you know, maybe not everybody's going to like your authentic self. Not everybody likes me. And that's cool. Cause I don't like everybody. And I think there comes a point in terms of feeling confident in who you are and your voice, where you just have to reach a level of acceptance. Mm-hmm. You have to find that line for where you are comfortable being authentic and vulnerable. Um, Because you are going to open up yourself for comments, and and unfortunately, we live in in a social media driven world where people can sit behind the computer and type, type, type away and troll you and say things they would never say to your face. So you have to realize, okay, I'm okay with sharing this and whatever might come from it, or I'm not okay with sharing this, and maybe I'll find a different way to share. But I think, in terms of being your true, authentic self, is finding that balance of yeah, I'm okay with this. I'm okay Mm -hmm. with if I show this, if I say this, some people are going to like it. Some people are going to relate to it. Other people are not, but Mm -hmm. what is your mission with being your authentic self? Obviously you want to show up as who you are every day. No one wants to roll out of bed, you know, like Clark Kent did just roll out of bed and be Superman. Like, why am I putting on this whole mask and costume? Just be who you are. It's exhausting being someone else. So you just have to find who you are, be confident in who you are, and
1: then accept, this is
0: who I am. If you don't like it, take it or leave it.
1: I say that when I turned 25 is when I finally felt like I reached self-acceptance. Mm-hmm. It. Because it's been a journey. I think through high school I wanted to be liked and I wanted yeah. to be accepted. And that's a natural yeah, thing for high it schoolers. Sure is. Yes. But breaking out of that is tough. Recognizing that sometimes that means I don't fit in with everybody or I don't belong in every circle or I'm not meant to be friends with everybody around yeah. me. What is something that you would tell Adriana graduating college before she started her career? What would you say to her?
0: Yeah, so I would tell Adriana before I graduated college to really consider, and this is something that I admire about you all's generation. I think my generation, my parents' generation, everything was go to school, learn, get a degree, get a job, work for the man. Your generation is very much more entrepreneurial. I'm going to set my hours, I have these standards. I want this lifestyle, and this is what I'm going to do to go get it. So looking back, I would tell myself, even in high school, what can you do? What business can you create? What skill do you have that you can leverage and create so that you can be retired by 40? Mm -hmm. I would tell myself to really consider doing something a bit more entrepreneurial um, and kind of bucking the trend of going to college, getting a job, Getting a promotion, going to a different company, working for that company, and making mm-hmm. money for other people—you mm-hmm. know—would that
1: have deterred your journalism journey, though? Maybe, girl. <laughs> but look, if I could be retired by forty, say, <laughs> Um No, you know,
0: and and maybe, maybe not. Maybe I would have been better at thinking about. Okay, uh, I like telling stories. I like public speaking. I like media. What can I come up with? to do that and, and make it work more for me. Yeah.
1: I didn't think about that. Our generation really is oh, yeah. we really you are guys like are much that.
0: More yeah. It's so good. It's so good. I mean, and y'all leverage everything, you know.
1: We, we, we also had more, we also have had sort of a technology advantage too. Well, that's the thing. Well, that's the thing. So yes, you did have a technology advantage,
0: but every generation has something that had they leveraged it, it would have been great. So again, I think that had my parents and their parents had a different perspective, as opposed to you go to school, you get a job. If the perspective was, okay, I work, here's X number of dollars. What's your business plan Mm -hmm. to make money while you're in school? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, If there was just a little bit of a broader perspective, I think that my generation would have been a little bit better at leveraging whatever new technology there was, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I just think that you all have already shifted that perspective. So it'll be very interesting to see what you all do with your kids.
1: You have given so much to us today. Where can we find you and keep up with you? Adriana
0: Hopkins on Just About Everything. Adriana Hopkins on Instagram, Twitter, AdrianaHopkins.com. My business page, if you want to reach out about media coaching or public speaking, um, is Steele, S-T-E-E-L-E, MediaEnterprise.com.
1: And that's a wrap. Before I let you go, I need two favors. One, if you like the episode, be sure to shoot me a text or DM to let me know what resonated because I love hearing from you guys. And two, take a few seconds to leave a review of this podcast so that it can help me get exposed to a larger audience so that other people can benefit from this content as well. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.